Hi, and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. Before we start, um, there may be some swearing on this. So if you have it on loud in the car with your children, please be warned. I try to limit it, but obviously sometimes it's needed. So just please be aware of that. Thank you. Hi and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. This week I'm really excited to have my first dad on board. Marty <laughs> Marty is a toddler dad so he is at the same stage as me with my eldest so we've already had a bit of a chat with that recording so apologies for that we'll see if we can cover it now. So I'm going to go with some questions. Um, so first of all I'll talk about how we met. So I put on my Instagram account that I was looking for mums and dads and I kind of said I really wanted dads and Marty came forward and spoke to me about it and said I'd be interested so I was jumping on that straight away so thank you so much and then I'll start thank you it's getting comfy now so where do you live Marty and who do you live with uh we live just outside of Manchester and I live with my uh, goddess wife Ellen and my little um 90% brilliant child Oshie Oshie and uh, what's he like tell us a little bit about him um, Oisin is, he has the most energy I've ever seen. You remember that cartoon, Tasmanian Devil? Yeah. Well, Oisin would put him to shame. <laughs> um, he's just, he's, he's brilliant, I'll be honest. I, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it later on, but the, the whole aspect of him being a kid. I don't want to get into being a dad yet, it's too early for that, but him yeah. being a kid is brilliant. He's so funny. Yeah. And I like to think I'm funny. I try and be funny. And my wife is funny, but it's the things that he does, you'd never expect it. So, he, yeah, he's brilliant, but he has his moments at the same time. Do you know what? They're saying that if you're funny and your wife's funny, then obviously he's got double that in his body, hasn't he, in his jeans. So he's just going to be doubly I, funny. I don't know if she's funny. I'm just being polite. <laughs> and maybe I, I take up all the funny on my own, but then he, he intercedes sometimes and, and injects some of his own funny. But he's just got this amazing, cute little personality. Yeah. Um, and he actually does things to be funny. You know, he's he's doing it with intent, which is awesome. I love that. Um, so he's kind of twigged that if he says something funny, he'll get a laugh. Yeah, you know the way like he, when he throws his food on the ground, he thinks that's really funny. Or he will uh, take a toy out and, and pretend to give it to you and then take a back off you and throw it on the other side of the room. He thinks that's <laughs> funny too. So his, his level of comedy hasn't exactly reached, um, you know, TV worthy yet, but he's getting there. That sounds like my partner, my boyfriend, though, and he's 45, so maybe I'd just be like that for the rest of his life. Listen, it's my fault. I shouldn't have shown him how to throw spoon on the ground. Um, I have to take responsibility for that one. They copy what they see, Marty. They copy what they see. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, OK, how have you guys found having a toddler during lockdown? And has he been in childcare during the last 12 months? And has he been um, with kids? Do you know what? I'm going to go against the green. Um, yeah. I, I think lockdown is brilliant <laughs> because um, I'm I'm a little bit antisocial. I'm old now, so um, I like I'm, I'm not in my thirties anymore. So I've become antisocial. Lockdown hasn't really affected us that badly. Um, I'll, if I take it back, so we we both work full time. Um, he was in childcare four days a week, and then I used to take a day off in the week to look after him because childcare is really expensive. And then I would work at the weekends and my wife would look after him on that day. Yeah. So, uh, that was the schedule for it. So when lockdown hit then, it was, uh, what was it, March 
it was all of us at home until mid-July, and that was the most difficult time because we still got out and we still done things, but it's completely it's changed the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you couldn't go and... It was a shock, people. wasn't it? Yeah, and it, it was just like, here we are, we're in, this is the situation now, so deal with it. Um, and we hadn't had him, we hadn't had the situation of having both of us at home with him for that kind of protracted period of time. So, because um, initially my, my wife said she let me do, we don't share parental leave. So she worked, she was off for six months and then I looked after him for four months um, and then I went back to work. So it was always one of us with him. Yeah. Um, so those first four months, whatever it was, that was really tough. And we had to learn, relearning to live with each other, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, there were six day weeks. It was good for, well, I, I shouldn't say it was good, but me and Ella had a bit easier because we weren't stepping over each other. You know, we took shifts. She looked yeah. after him in the morning and then I looked after him, or sorry, I looked after him in the morning and then at work and then she'd done the opposite and then he would go to bed in the evening time. But then in July, we went back to nursery. Uh, started with one day and then two days and three days and back up to, to uh, four days now, so. I don't know. It, lockdown to me isn't that bad. Um, no, I think for me, I I, I, had to, I was pregnant. I was eight weeks pregnant when it started. Um, and I had to work from home and Phil's a builder. So he was off for six weeks. He has never in his life had six weeks off from work from the age of 16 to 45. So him and Fionn had the best time because he was like, I've never spent this much time with any because he's got two older children. Yeah. And, he loved it. and he'd go out in the garden every day because I'd be doing meetings in the house. He'd go out for his daily walk for like a good hour with them. Take you yeah. know, the parks weren't open and things, but he he loved it. You know, I think he could have he'd easily be a house stay at home dad easily. Mm. He'd love it. Well, um, I, I got used to it though because I yeah. had, I wasn't back from work. Um, I was back for maybe six months, seven months from the shared parental leave, so it wasn't a huge shock for me to no. stay off again. And here's the thing: it just you just touched on something there. I got to see stuff that we would never get to see because of. You know, he was he's supposed to be in childcare at that age and we're supposed to be working. But we got to see, you know, whenever we started lockdown, he started to get really confident with his walking and his steps. Yeah. I would not have seen that. No. And then that. this time now he's um he's bilingual or we're trying to, to raise him bilingual. I know you're gonna talk about that later, but yeah. just to mention it. Um we've got to hear him speaking properly. Um and we wouldn't have heard that because he says it's during the week in the mornings, whenever he's yeah. supposed to be at nursery. So I'll never get that time back. And I'm so grateful to have that opportunity. So when people are saying, you know, lockdown's hard, all right, but make of it what you can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, uh, wise, somebody very wise said to me once, it's not what happens. Uh, that's important. It's how you react to it. Yeah. And it's such a, a valuable thing to think about. And I think we've reacted really well to lockdown. Not that it hasn't been tough, but you just get on with it. Yeah. I think that's it. You can't do anything. I mean, I won't lie. I've really struggled, but I've had my own things, you know, being pregnant, having pro problems with pregnancy and not having filled in the appointments with me um, and being told long medical words and coming out of there going, I don't know how I'm going to repeat all that. I can't remember dad passing away. Honestly, it was just such a crap year. Um, but and now, do you know, what? I've actually got used to it. I've just been to the supermarket and it's quiet. I like that. I like that I can go to the park and it's quiet. I like that all the streets are quiet. I, li I like all that. I don't think I want life to go back to how it was, queuing for you know hours in the pub and things. Um, but yeah, God, I don't miss. I, I miss going out with my mates. I just want to go and get pissed with my mates in a pub. 
You know what I mean? Like just one night, I'm not because I can't do it all the time anyway. I'm a mum of two, but just I just need to let my hair down. I think, and the fact that I can't annoys me. Do you know what I mean? Well, I actually I went for some drinks with some workmates. I don't know when it was. Now it was in the past. That's the best way I can describe it. And I only had maybe two or three drinks, and I was feeling kind of woozy. And this was five or six o'clock, and I I was thinking I can't I can't be at this. I'm I'm not going to have this again. So I I, I've moved past that stage. You know, if you're talking about getting hammered and getting pissed and that, because I just there's more things I want to do the day after. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? This I think I'm saying it through rose tinted glasses. Because I'm not the same person I was three years ago. But you can't stay in bed. You're getting up. Whether you want to or not, you're getting up. Because if you're not getting up, somebody's going to scream your name until you do get up. Yeah, and it's not fun then, is it? No, (laughs) no. So, yeah, I think I've just signed off for that part of my life now. But, you know, I enjoyed myself. Like, I'm 39, so it's not like I've missed out on loads. I've done most of the socialising. You're a baby compared to me. Well, yeah. how old are you? I'm in my 40s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how many years is there in your 40s 10 um no i had i was i turned 41 about uh, a week ago ah oh, but you're like two years older than me it's not like you're 50 is it <laughs> i'd soon be 50 well you know, don't wish your life away you should never wish yeah. your life away ever <laughs> right so yeah, i'm not wishing my life away the only thing i'm wishing for is 30 hours free childcare. yeah oh my god yeah tell me about it i know i know i think mine will come in well how old, how old is Oh, Shane. He's uh, he just turned two, so oh, he'll get so it, a while, yeah. get it in January or so, I think, is the next time. Yeah, I think ours is in June. Yeah. Um, if nobody knows about that, you can get 30 hours um, paid childcare when your child turns three. So if you don't know about it, which you probably will if you've got children, but look into it. Um, it definitely helps with your childcare fees for sure. Let's, let's be honest. All parents within the first five days of having a child have went on the government website to see what they can get for free. Or maybe that was just me. No, I didn't. I've never, um, I've always worked. I've never claimed benefits or anything like that. And someone said to me, I said, oh, my childcare is going to screw me so much. And they said, well, are you you getting this uh, child tax-free childcare, you know, tax-free childcare? And I said, I don't know what that is. So if you're a working parent and your other person, you know, partner's a working parent, you get 20% off. Nursery fees, it has saved us an absolute fortune every month. So yep. say £10 an hour, it's now you're paying £8. It's, you know, you say over a month, that's a hell of a lot of money. Yes, so, yes yeah, brilliant. But I didn't know about that. I did, I genuinely, because at first time, I didn't, I looked to see if there was anything, but I didn't think to look for working mums yeah. benefits because I just didn't think I'd get anything. But yeah. Hopefully maybe somebody will know now. Yeah, well, look into it if you haven't and see if, you know, if you can get anything. So you mentioned about the bilingualism. So your wife is Turkish and you're Irish. Yes. In Manchester. Yes. As you said before, you're both children of the 80s. Have you found that you have both, I'm sorry, you both have different parenting styles because of the different cultures you were brought up in? And if so, how have you made that work within your family? Um, that's a difficult question. Uh, we do have different parenting styles. Um, I don't know, though, if it's a result of the different cultures, because it's I mean, I've been to Turkey lots, but it's very hard to see the culture style of raising a child there. I've never I've never seen any kids being raised there. Right. I'm, always hanging, I'm always hanging around with people around my own age. Hanging around with kids is weird at my age. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's difficult. But and we do have different parenting styles here. I think I'm probably more strict. 
Um, oh, right. I, was, I thought you were going to say the opposite. Well, I, I would have thought the opposite before yeah. this actually came into gear. Um, I was hoping to be the fun one, um, but this hasn't worked out like that. Um, so we, we can, we're, we're both disciplinarians, but I think I would take on the more stricter role. Um, but we, it works. You know, we, we don't have a choice. That, that's the truth of it. So we've just had to make it work. Um, so we gel quite well and we talk things out as well. You know, if something's not working, then we need to try something else. Um, and we're both, I think we're both willing to try each other's ideas. Like at the minute we're trying at the, the naughty step, the timeout step, um, which is working. Uh, is it? Yeah. We, we live in and a I, bungalow, so there's no step. So I don't like no stair or anything. So we said, and it's really small bungalow. So we literally bring her just into the doorway here in the bedroom. And we just say, look, we're going to leave you here. You're obviously upset. We'll leave you here for two minutes because she's two years of age. And then, you know, come back when you've calmed down. She normally always comes back within about a minute and says, sorry, mummy. So it, it, that's working, I suppose. It's kind of like a naughty step. Oh, I, I didn't mean for us, you know, I meant for wife. <laughs> but she, she, she doesn't sit on it for as long as I want. <laughs> when she doesn't do what she's told. <laughs> Uh, no, Oshin actually, he will stay on the step until he's told, you know, or somebody will come and get him. So he, we never introduced it with the fact of him being able to get off the step and come. So we wanted to be able to go and get it, and bring him off the step, just so that he knows there's, here's the start point, you're on the step, and here's the end point, you can come off the step now. And we always come off the step with, you know, like gives a hug to say sorry or something like that. Um, but it's difficult, you know, is trying to apply a level of punishment when you need to make sure the punishment fits the crime as yeah, well. And you also don't want to be, you don't want to get to the step where it has to go to the step. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is, it's a, such a process to go through it. It's very you difficult. Know, I mean, I, I'm not saying about children of the eighties. I am as well. Um, and my mum's going to hate this, but it's true. It happened. You know, I'm one of four. Um, my mother wasn't very maternal. She'll say that herself. And it was hard, you know, she had three under the age of three um and I'd say you know I remember you smacking us as really young children and she said well everyone did it if you yeah. played up we'd pull you around the side and give you a smack on the bum or whatever and um, but I said you can't do that now mum she says no I know you can't do it but she says but you need something the equivalent because your children are just going to run rings around you otherwise they need to know that you are serious so we yeah, said yeah. to each other right how are we going to do this because Phil was always quite a shouty dad and you know using his boom voice and I said, I don't think that's going to work either. Because, and, but then the naughty step, we were like, we can't keep doing that because that's going to be equivalent of smacking. You know, if you smack someone so much, it doesn't become punishment, yeah. does it? It's just something, the norm. It is what it is. Yeah. So we try and explain it to her and say, look, you know, we don't like that behaviour. Go and sit over there. And mummy's going to go out of the room for a minute. And, you know, just, do you know what? It's so hard because my thing, and I don't know about you, at home, we're fine. We work well together, me and Phil. We kind of... If I go, oh, you know, maybe not Phil, just tone it down a bit, or he'll say the same to me or whatever. We always back each other up. But it's when we go out in public and she creates, I am so stressed about what other people, like they're looking at me to see how I'm going to react to it, how I'm going to discipline my child in public. And everyone keeps saying, you shouldn't really give a shit, but I do, I really care. And I just worry, I don't want to look too strict, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense now, but that's my biggest you worry. Are. No, you you are. And it's very easy for other people to say, oh, who cares? Yeah. But you have to believe it. I mean, yeah. I actually, personally, I think that I, I couldn't care less who sees me or what I'm doing. Yeah. But I know I my, 
my, my wife would had to have maybe reservations about that because she just likes to have a you know uh, maintain a certain public persona um, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that as well um well, we there's, no wrong, before, there's no wrong answer in any of this no well we were just talking before and i said why i started my account because i didn't want it to be um you know pink roses and glitter kind of mum account because I'm not that type of mum I love my children but I also love working full-time and I love it if someone says do you want me to have the kids for the night I don't cry and pine over them I'm making plans to go out with friends you know because I don't think it does them any harm to be with relatives I was with relatives and I think it's nice but for me I do worry about and the more, like I said before, the more followers I'm getting, the more I'm, I'm worried about people's, you know, people get so offended so quickly online. And I worry that when I'm out, people are doing the same thing when I'm out. But really, we've been out and she's created and we've managed to get her, even though she's straight as a plank into her pram and she's calmed down. We've given her, a, I don't know, a lollipop or something. And then people say, oh been there done that worn the t-shirt it does get easier and you go oh thanks and people say that and I think yeah do you know what this is normal like her behavior is completely normal and if anyone's judging me then they need to rewind back in time to when their children were two and then they'll soon realize it's you know it's a norm we have um we have uh, Oshin's biggest tantrum that he has is the park local cruise and it's full of little hills so he goes up and down he loves to he loves to go up run up the hills and run back down again and he would do this for hours but if we're out to the park, um, and this is partly my problem, I like to go for a walk. Because when he's running up and down hills, I'm standing there, you know, with my fingers in my pocket, yeah. looking up the sky. So then he doesn't want to walk because he's enjoying the hills. So then he'll throw a bit of a, a hissy fit or a tantrum. Yeah. So I'll just talk to him and I'll say, listen, either we'll go for a walk and then we can play on the hills or we can go back to the car. Um, and I don't like... This is a valuable piece of advice for me. I just try and keep this in my head. I don't like saying to things that I won't follow through on. Mm. So I, I don't want him to get the impression that I'm lying or that I'm joking. So if I promise him something, either good or bad, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So if he throws a tantrum whenever we go for a walk, and then now we have to go back to the car. Now, maybe we'll go back to the car and we'll talk about it. And then maybe we'll go out again. That's happened as well. But I like to try and follow through on my promises because I, I want him to trust you know, that, that I, I say, or I mean what I say, good mm. and bad. But it's an ongoing process. It no. never stops. No, no. Somebody, somebody sent me something this morning in a, a post, and I just replied back saying, always parenting. It was a funny video. And the guy in the video, this kid just like 30. And it was funny. And I'm thinking, I just want to brush that kid's hair. <laughs> what a bit this head. Yeah, always parenting. I just want to brush his hair. It was messy. His- it was all... Yeah, it was all over the place. It looked like he was been out in the wind. And I'm thinking, you just need a brush. You're 30 years old. You learn to brush your hair. Brush your hair, yeah. yeah. You're on camera, mate. <laughs> Make sure your camera yeah. ready. Be glad of that. those golden locks that you have because some of us don't have the opportunity to brush our hair unless we're brushing our back hair, which is not something that we want to do publicly. <laughs> you know do you know what's quite funny? Phil's got a full head of hair, thick grey hair. That's not funny brother- to me, Lynn. No, no, but his brother, his brother has been bald since, I think, in his mid-twenties. Phil went grey in his mid-twenties and his brother went bald in his mid-twenties. And it's, he says, it's not fair. He says, why can't, you know, you've got so much hair, Phil. Couldn't you have just shared it out a little bit between us both? They look completely different to each other. Really you know what? It's lucky, it's, it's lucky then the parents had two kids because if they only had one kid, 
then that one child would have been hit with everything there. Ball, oh, yeah. grey beard, everything. So at least they spread oh, it. Oh, would have had yeah, that and then just a big grey big yeah. hair. <laughs> I actually started in lockdown. I started doing wet shaves um, because I used to dry shave with clippers. And it's such a process because you have to wait for your hair to grow. Then you have to clip it. And then you have to hoover everything. Then you have to go back over it and hoover it again because of all the little hairs that fell out of the hoover. So now I've started to do wet shaves. I'm, I'm a maestro now. Five minutes, ten minutes, and I'm done. What do you mean by wet shave? Like how ladies like shave their legs? Oh, gosh. Don't you ever cut yourself? Um, I, I, I might do. Little but pieces of tissue all over your head. <laughs> generally only on the back of my head, so we'll not see it on this podcast. No. I remember my dad used to come in and have a shave in the 80s and this is well it's in the 90s and we were teenagers and we used to pinch his razors all the time to do our legs and he'd come down fuming because he'd have pieces of tissues all over his cheeks because we'd been using his razor I do you know what razors are expensive and you have to work out the puzzle in the shop of trying to get it off the shelf that's difficult enough on its own yeah yeah they are my hair, my hair is the bit that's left because I've got hair. I just like to shave it off because it looks stupid if I grow it. But my hair is quite thick. So therefore, the razors don't last that long. So I might get maybe a week, maybe two weeks if I'm lucky out of a, a, a razor on it. They're so expensive. Yeah, you know, they are. They are. Things like that are expensive. They're, they're the hygiene equivalent of cigarettes. They're just getting more and more expensive all the time. Really? Do you know what? Yeah. You want to do what as ladies do and just don't do anything over the winter and just do it all in all the maintenance of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do. I know I'm married, but I have to keep up some pretext. <laughs> right, moving on. Um, okay, so you I didn't realize you were in Manchester, so the next question doesn't really make much sense. Obviously, you're Irish, your wife's Turkish. Yep. Where was Oisin born? He was born in Manchester. In, oh, okay. Uh, so what is that work that brought you to Manchester? Is that how, where you both met? No, we actually, I'll, I'll give you the abridged version. We'll be here all day. So I, I moved to Manchester in, um, Alex moved over for work and then I moved over completely different times. We didn't know each other. This was in, she was here 2003, I was here 2006. Um, and then we met in, here's the history of us. So we met in 2015. And then we were engaged. Do you know what? Two weeks. I know this is going to sound cheesy and horrible, but within two weeks, I knew I was going to marry her. Um, wow. And this is, I had no intentions of getting married. That was not that was not the plan. I had no intentions of having kids. I like kids, but I never wanted so to have kids. You knew really. you were going to marry her. Even though you weren't a marriage type, it wasn't that you loved her after two weeks. You were going to marry her after two weeks. Wow. Yeah. So we were married within, um, or sorry, we were engaged within a year. And then we were married within the next year, and then we were pregnant within the next year, and then we had Oshin within that that fourth year. Wow! Gosh. I actually told her on our first date because I am the last male in my family, so there's the I think I'm kind of like the last the last Jedi, the last hope. Um, so I told her on our first date, I said, "Listen, I don't want to put any pressure on, but you know we're going to have to have kids, and I'm going to have to have a boy, and I need something <laughs> to carry on the line." She was all for it. She didn't. She didn't. You know what? To... Actually, that'd be really endearing. And the honesty. I think yeah, that'd probably work for me actually if somebody was that honest. Well, it yeah. did. Yeah, it worked. And you got she a boy. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy when I found out. I listen. I would have been happy with any healthy yeah. kid. I was so happy when I found out it was a boy because it was you know it's the legacy thing and yeah I know it's the, it feels it's the ultimate 
is the ultimate narcissistic trait that we want to pass on our legacy yeah. onto somebody else. And that's yeah. why that's why we have kids because we want to see little mini versions of ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I I wanted to carry on the line because I mean you know my surname, but a fairly unique surname. Yeah. Um, it's not very common in the slightest, and I don't want that surname to disappear. Um, no. So I need to. It, it was either sow the seed or get married and you know have one and do it right. Super chose. Yeah. That's like Phil had two daughters when I met him. They were 13 and 16 when I met them. They're in uh, late teens and 20s now. Um, and he, he loved having girls, absolutely loves it. And, you know, girls love their daddies. So, it, you know, he was always, they know that even now they still love him to death. But I, when I got pregnant, I actually cried when I found out it was a girl. Sorry, Fionn, I still love you lots. But if you ever hear this, but I literally cried because I so wanted to give him a son and he says, I don't care. And I was like, you do. And I knew he did a little bit, a little bit. But at the same time, he just said, I, it's me, Lynn. You know, it's my, it's me that is the person that gives the sex of the baby. So it's me that's giving, you know, two women, four girls. It's, you know, it's not your fault. It's mine. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. That's what, yeah. Apparently it's the oh. male um, that determines the sex of the baby. I manifested my destiny there. Yeah, you did. Phil obviously really? didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I would have i would have loved a daughter it wouldn't it honestly i know you're probably thinking it doesn't people don't, you don't believe people when you say that it really wouldn't have mattered i wanted to have the baby but i was also thrilled to find out it was a boy and we yeah. didn't tell anybody as well we kept up it we told obviously we were pregnant but we didn't tell anyone sex even though we knew um and it was just it was just such a pleasure to be able to say you know we have this little baby boy Wow, so you found out but didn't tell anyone until he was born? Oh, I couldn't have done that. No way could I have done that. I'd end up slipping up, I know I would. I couldn't be arsed listening to people giving me advice on names. Yeah. I'm so stubborn. I don't I I I I'm stubborn and I'm anti-authority. So I, I generally hate listening to people for anything, really. Um mm. so I know the advice was coming in. I should call them this and that and the other thing. Here's this name and that. So no, yes, we kept it quiet. We wanted to keep something for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. You know, everything else was kind of everything's public these days, the way we live our lives. Yeah. So we just we wanted to keep that little thing quiet. That's really nice. I love that story. So how was the pregnancy and everything though in the birth? Did it go okay or yeah? Um the first trimester was difficult, a word I'd never heard until we became pregnant. There you go. Yeah. First trimester, Ellie was very sick, she had morning sickness, it was horrible. Poor, poor, poor woman. That's all so I've not had it, but I've seen lots of friends who have, it's horrible. It's, it's a horrible thing and I'm I my personality is kind of that of a fixer and you know I want to help and I want to do stuff no. you can you can't do jack and um, you can only get in the way and make things worse yeah um the second and the third ones were great um I I tried I think no actually I did make that one though I tried to be there for everything I had a really good boss at the time um, and I was there That's for good. all the prenatals and hospital visits and maternity visits and everything like that and it, I, I wasn't trying for brownie points but I wanted to see this stuff yeah of course you did I wanted to be a part of this because mm-hmm. this is my kid too and see what was going on and so it, that the pregnancy as a whole was really good and we had a difficult birth uh, we spent a lot of time in hospital at the start and the actual labor took uh, we went in and we did we went in one day and it didn't start basically it started and it didn't start it wasn't going anywhere and then we had to have a section it was just kind of protracted and awful but uh, Alec was a bit sick and he was a bit sick and they kept us in hospital and 
there's nothing worse than being told, all right, it's time for you to go home now. Um, that's just when my, my hackles are getting up. And, you know, this is, I've had a, you've given me a newborn now and my wife is sick and not able to look after him and now I have to go home. Um, this wasn't during the pandemic though, was it? No, no, this was um, October 18. Right. So uh, we weren't allowed to stay, basically. I wasn't allowed to stay, sorry, mm-hmm. I should say. You know, she's she stuck in a ward with a newborn. She's weak. Um, so that bit was really, that, that was difficult, leaving. Having to leave and come back the next day was really, really difficult. That's interesting, actually, because th- this is why I want to speak to dads, because um, obviously I had my daughter, Ronnie, in October 2020, and she ended up being really ill um, and having um, in special care for three days, and then she had jaundice. So I was in my own little room with her once she came out of there after t- two, three days. Phil was t- stood in the car park until I was ready to go into theatre, then he was told to sit outside the theatre room in his blue scrubs while they set me all up. And there was issues with that, so it took forever. Then he was allowed to come in and he was allowed to sit with me while they opened me up and got the baby out. Then he was allowed to hold the baby and take her into the um, recovery room because she was all right at that point. And he got to spend half an hour with her then as well. So they all in all, he had an hour and 15 minutes and then he was told to leave. And in his mind, he thought, oh, I'll be back in two days to get them. But then we ended up being in for another week and he couldn't see us at all for a week. Couldn't come and visit. He came to drop us some clothes and I was stood at the end of the hall holding Ronnie and he was right in the bottom and he waved and he had to drop the bag and then the nurse had to get the bag to bring it into me. And oh, that was horrific. And he just said, it's awful. It's all. And he says, that if it wasn't for having another child at home, he wouldn't have, he would have just sat here just hating every second of it because like you said, you've got this baby and you want the first thing you want to do is protect your girlfriend, well, wife for you, but girlfriend for me and your baby and you can't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, we we weren't that unlucky. That's horrible. Um, sympathies on that. But, you know, I was kicked out at 10 and then I'd be back there for about half seven or so. Get the get the shopping and bring sandwiches and, you know, what yeah. else do you need and yeah. go shop, do a shopping list every day. And, and you know what? Pay a fortune to NHS parking or Q parking. They rinsed me for that. You know, we spent, uh, out of 14 days, we spent three of them at home the first 14 wow. days just from being in and out. And they rinsed me for that parking. I should have got a yearly pass. It would have it probably ended up being cheaper. Is that an English thing? Because in Wales, we, we don't have to pay for parking. It's, it's private parking. So there's no current, there's no on-site parking in the hospital. It's all, I don't know, maybe it's attached to the hospital. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's all private private parking that you, you pay on site so i used to pay for a day because i spent i spent my days in hospital yeah. um so it was costing me i think it was about 20 pounds a day oh parking oh listen God, you you can be 100 percent certain that i asked ellis for that money whenever everything was okay mm-hmm. yeah i said listen i'm coming here for you you need to give me back, yeah, that parking give me back. <laughs> i give her all my receipts claim my expenses <laughs> back yeah, I want it back, please, with extra. Oh my no, god! Do you know what? In the end of it, it was it was worth it. You don't really, you don't focus on. You that. don't think about that. You just no, do it just, all the time. I just couldn't wait to. I get home, go to sleep, um, get up, get ready to go back to the hospital, yeah. um, and just just hang out. And it, sometimes it was just sitting there doing nothing, holding the baby, yeah, to get some sleep. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We that, that was my job. To talk about how hard it is for mums, and it is, you know, especially if you had a cesarean, you've got to recover, and it, it yeah hurts a lot mm-hmm. um, and you're really weak 
But at the same time, it's good because your baby's there. So it makes you need you push yourself to get better quicker because your baby needs you. But it's, it's interesting for a dad, because like you said, you know, you sent home you, and somebody messaged me the other day and said, oh, I'd love to do your podcast, but I, I only see my daughter on weekends and da, 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 and they live away. So, you know, I won't have much to say. And I'm like, but you're still a dad. Like, I can't, yeah. I hate that. Like, if you're a dad, you're a dad. It doesn't matter how many times you have them or if you're full on or you're not, you're still a dad. Um, so I love getting that side of the story out. And like you said, you've seen this amazing experience and we just take it for granted that we stay, but you guys don't, you have to go. And that's it. What do you do? Just sit there like, I've got a family over there that I can't go and see. That the first so night was sweet. the best night because um, they let me stay a bit longer. And um, because you know, we were, I actually got to, take him into the recovery room and they were doing yeah. the tests and all that kind of stuff so i got to hang out with them while Ellip was getting stitched up um, and then she we took him back to the delivery room and then we went back to the ward so i got to stay there a bit longer i think it was a couple of hours longer but imagine that the, the first night i know this sounds I, I i don't want to diminish what anyone's gone through with a c-section or with vera but the, the imagine being told you now have to leave your baby that you've only met two hours ago it's it's so difficult yeah I and um, honestly I, I'm I completely agree with you because it, it must be awful I mean it's different I know it's different because women carry that baby and probably yeah. got a bond before the dad and everything but I genuinely have seen with Bill you know he was I, I don't know whether he was nervous while I was pregnant he was always thinking the worst maybe but when they came it was like his eyes just shone and he was all for that baby and with Ronnie, I phoned, I saw his car going from my uh, the ward window and they said, look, she's not breathing. I've got to take her back to special care baby unit. And I was like, OK. And I phoned him after 10, 15 minutes and he said, right, OK, shall I stay with Fiona? Or shall I come over? And I says, well, they've got to do tests on her and things, maybe leave it till tomorrow in the morning. And he didn't. He got a babysitter and came straight back over instantly because he said, I didn't want it to be alone. And I was like, but she's a newborn baby. I was old. She doesn't know who's there, what's not. But he 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 felt doesn't matter. Yeah, there's a there's a little switch that yeah. goes off, whether or not whether or not you're ready. There's a little switch that goes off. It mm. says tough. It's happened. Yeah. Get on with it. Get on with Do it. your job. Do I mean there's there's one rule as a dad, which uh, a comedian said this once. Um, he said you just have to be there. That's yeah. the first rule. Just 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 show up, mm. and it's, it's a good rule to follow. I'm, I've all, I'm always been, I'm, I'm right daddy's girl. I always have been. But, you know, Mother's Day was, I used to work in a hotel and Mother's Day was huge, like huge. There would be hundreds of people booking tables. And Father's Day came. The first year I was about 20, I think, and Father's Day came and I think there was two bookings for Father's Day. I was like, this is disgusting. So I made a point of every Father's Day then taking my dad out for a meal, every Father's Day, because dads just don't get the same and I just, I, I don't know, I'm a bit of an advocate, so I'm really glad you've come on because I wanted dads to come on board because I just think they have the same rights, the same, they don't get enough praise, I don't think, for sure. I mean, don't go wrong, there's some crappy Bring dads, it on. But and listen, I'm months. lapping up this praise. Bring it on. More. More. <laughs> I'm not saying just you, Marty. I'm saying dads in general. Don't take all the credit. Ah, sorry, <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go to the next question now. So you were talking before about bilingually. So when yep. you say bilingually, the last lady I spoke to, she was bringing up her kids Welsh and English. So what yep. languages yep. are you bringing up, your son? Uh, Turkish, uh, English and sarcasm. <laughs> well, he'll learn that then if he's around you enough, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> um, we've actually, we've dialed back on the Turkish a little bit because we wanted to get him up and running speaking because obviously we're living in the UK, so English yeah. has to be the priority. 
but he still hears it a lot because um, my wife, she phones her friends, she phones her family, and that's just there. We're all on WhatsApp video calls and Skype calls and all that kind of thing. So she still hears a lot of Turkish, but it's uh, predominantly English and Turkish. So it's it's good though. I, I I like the skill of Turkish, and I know little bits. I, I was going to say, if you learned it as well, maybe that's what you need to do as well, and just not not from that. But I I made an effort once. I I actually tried to learn Turkish in secret, um, so that I could surprise Ella, um, and try and have a conversation with her once whenever we got to Turkey. Um, such a difficult language to learn, though. So I didn't yeah. do too well. I'm still getting on. I'm I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, so. Him, him learning Turkish is really important because he's going to spend time in Turkey. His yeah. Turkish family don't speak English as well as they speak Turkish. Yeah. Um, so it's it's part and parcel of it. And it's good for me as well because I, I would like to be able to speak to these people too. But English is taking a priority at the minute because we want to get him talking. You know, bilingual babies take that little bit longer to get going. Yeah. Um, but he's he's rocketing and now in the last couple of months or so. He's just, he's, he's flying at things. Yeah. Um, yesterday we were in the park and I don't think Elif likes this I think she's a little bit jealous so we're in the park and we're playing on the slides and he kept pointing to people he, he was talking to other people, random strangers they point over to me and he would go this is my dad oh so, yeah. yeah I'd get jealous yeah I didn't, <laughs> I I didn't hear it it was Elif that heard it because he was standing beside her as he's doing it and I'm going this is my daddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> It is a bit of a competition, you know, and I don't care. What, I know I've just said all that about dads, but Fionn's first words were dada, and it really annoyed me because I was like, I carried you. Yeah. And I spent all my time with you, and you've just said dada. That's a really annoyed me. Oshin, Oshin's first word was mama, whether or not it was intentional or not. He just, yeah. he made this big effort one day. He went, mama. And she went, and I love that. That's mine. Yeah. He didn't speak properly then for months after that. Um, but he just, he, like, he really wanted to get that word out. Yeah, um, I I do understand the competition thing. That's I you try and not let it become a competition, but mm. it is it a competition. Is. Yeah. I've always been competitive, so motherhood was definitely going to be competitive for me for sure. So how are you finding being a dad then? Is it everything you thought it would be? Because no. you just said before, before you met your wife, you weren't going to get married and you weren't bothered about children. So now you are a dad. You know, warts and all. Now, is it what you thought it would be? No. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I, you, I, is it better I, or worse? I, better i had no idea i didn't know what it was like to be a dad i only knew what it was like to be a child because i'd never been around dads that much in babies and things like that um and that was probably why I, I had no i wouldn't say i didn't want to have kids but i had no inclination to have kids you know it wasn't a goal yeah you hadn't been around this um, so if the kids came up then you deal with it as you do but it's so much better than anything i could have imagined i, I it's, it's hard to describe um, it just seems like I've, it sounds really blowy to say it, but I think I've taken to it like a duck to water. Um, I think I'm, I'm trying really well with it. I'm trying really good. And I, I think I'm, I'm decent at this job. Yeah. Because I have no preconceptions about what I thought it would be like to be a dad. Yeah. I'm just getting on with what it is now. And it's, it's so good. If you're not a dad, if anyone's watching and you're not a dad, then go out and be a dad because you can't do anything better. Yeah. It's funny because I was just saying before, wasn't it? It's bloody hard work and they can test you and they know what buttons to push and everything. And but then there'll be little moments when they'll say something so funny and so cute. And you just go, I actually can't imagine you not being here. You know, yeah. they're, they're here. I mean, that's not, you know, they are here. 
And some days I think I just want a day off. I just need a day off, even half a day off. I just need some time to myself. And then yesterday, Phil took them out for um, a few hours. And by the third hour, I was like, are you coming back now? I was like, I, I need you back now. I need my kids. It's, it, and I, like I said, I never was a maternal person. It wasn't something I craved, just something I thought I had to do, really, as I was getting older. And yeah, I, like you said, I had no idea, really. Yeah. I knew how to be an auntie, but that was being a fun auntie for a weekend. It wasn't full time. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it full time. And all my friends' kids were a lot older, so they've kind of forgotten what it's like. And yeah. Maybe that's good, though, that the preconceived notions about what it is don't exist. Yeah. Because, you only know then, how you're doing it. Yeah, but you can't feel the goal in your head of what it's like because you didn't have that picture no. in your head. You're just doing with it as, as it comes along. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that, it, that works. Mm. But, I mean, I, I know I sounded very positive there. It's not all positive. There are challenging times. It's really difficult times. It's a test of a relationship as well. Yeah. Um, really, really is. And anyone that, that says otherwise is talking crap. Um, Lying. Yeah, it's, it's not true. It does test because you are not the other person and they are not you. And you have mm. different styles about doing things, but you mm. have to come together and, you know, you, you have to, to compromise on things. That's the key art of a relationship, I think, especially when you have a child is compromise and don't go to sleep angry. That's the other thing. And you're tired all the time as well, because you're so big, especially if you're both working. When I go back to work, I remember just being tired all the time, you know, because you're still having to do the job, still having to go to work, still having to look after the kids you know it is hard and it does you know that's what I always say is so for me and Phil we try and spend one evening a week just when we put a film on even if we don't really chat or anything it's just phones off don't talk mm. about kids we just put a film on he falls asleep and it's lovely, <laughs> we have a lovely ours, is, ours is the other way we we <laughs> will uh, we have quite a schedule now at night so Washington goes to bed about half seven ish I hate to sound like the parent that parent that everybody hates sleeps like a dream goes yeah, to bed right. Down, out like a light, wakes up yeah, about seven, that. half seven. Brilliant, best thing. Um, so then we'll have dinner, maybe there'll be some exercise done or something like that. But then we kind of will sit down together about maybe half nine, ten, and it's so boring. And I love it. Love it. Yeah, I love it. We'll just sit down and watch some trash, um, <laughs> something like that, or we we'll find a movie that will take us the next month to watch because we watch it in ten minutes spurts. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's like old cereals. Uh, so Elif will maybe fall asleep or something like that. And, you know, half 10, 11, go to bed and get up and do it all over again the next day. And that's, that's like, it, isn't it? But it's, it's lovely. I, I think brilliant. I've spent my life enjoying myself. And I, that's, I was like, right, I'm ready to chill. I'm ready to just, yeah, yeah just live this normal life and mundane life. But I love it. I do actually love it. But if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice before you had the family, what would it be? Uh, can I give you two pieces of advice? Go on, give me two. It's the, remember, I said it was anti-authority. I don't like to be told what to do, so yeah. I'm giving you two pieces. So yeah. the best bit of advice actually came from my sister. Um, she's got two kids, older than mine. Uh, and she said, the only thing the baby needs is love. Now, that sounds so cheesy and cliched, uh, but it's, and I didn't, I didn't think it was right. I thought, you know, I'm planning all the things, the prep machine, the muslin, all the trash that you buy that you don't need. And she was 100% right. And I think that's the first time she's ever been right in her whole life. Mm. But on this time, it was a genius thing to be right about. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about things. Um, if I was going to be a parent, don't worry about the things that they'll just happen and you'll deal yeah. with them. 
just like that, like that, what I said about that switch going off. You, especially as a dad, the switch will go off. You know, I was worrying about nappies. What am I going to do with a nappy? Because I hadn't seen a nappy since the 80s and safety pins. That's what I'm planning. And now what? they've got stick, they've got stickers. Stick they do it all for you. You don't need safety pins. <laughs> safety pins. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, where are we can I get very tall and the nappies and the little <laughs> pins. And safety pins on Amazon me. Prime. Oh, there's <laughs> actually there's a third piece of advice. Get get <laughs> I won't I won't say the name of the company again, but having a certain next day delivery is brilliant. Uh, especially when you need things for being a kid. Yeah. Um, and the, the last bit of advice, this is hospital-based advice. Right. I've never had, you know, when I, when I came home from the hospital, it was so weird to me because I was able to go from the living room to the bathroom without having to wash my hands and put alcohol rub on them. Yeah. So that I got used to being in the hospital so much that you close the door and you rub your hands with alcohol. If you're going to be in hospital, bring some hand cream. Yeah. That sounds so dumb. My hands were wrecked. Yeah, being and I, I still have patches of dry skin from the dryness of being in hospital. I know that sounds stupid, but it's quality of life thing. So when you're in hospital, bring yourself some hand cream and you will you you won't regret that six months down the line. There you go, dads. Take the hand cream. Hand cream. Don't be afraid to buy hand cream. There is cream. you're never too young to start moisturizing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sure there's lots of people now rushing to the shops to get hand cream. <laughs> Okay, lastly, what are you guys looking forward to doing most when the, panda, the pandemic is finally over as a family? This was the easiest question to answer. Uh, it's as a family, getting to see our families. Um, yeah. we, we haven't been in Ireland since December uh, 2019, which is absolutely killing me because I miss Ireland so much. So that's wow, the so now. they've not seen your son then? Oh, man, that's awful. They've missed, it is sad, they've missed, I mean, it's the Turkish side as well, Yeah. It, Ireland, but they've missed all the big changes, mm. you know, the talk changes, the personality coming out, the walk and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we do video calls. We're so lucky in this day. Yeah, and I've seen that calls. before. Yeah. And the, but there's no substitute, but we're, we make do, we do what yeah. we can. But I just, I miss being in Ireland and I miss, it sounds horrible, I don't mean it like this, I miss being surrounded by Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's yeah, a no, different like, mentality. You feel at home then, don't you? You feel like you're with your people. Yeah, with my people. Um, yeah. And also for Turkey, we uh, my Turkish family needs to see Oshin as well. Yeah, of course. Um, that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone's missing out on all this sort of thing. It's just... When we got to Turkey last he? year, no, he's 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 got used to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he thinks lockdown is lifestyle. Um, Do you think we, it's we, sad they're getting used to talking to people via your phone? Like no, I don't. I don't think so because we we talk a lot at home. Um, we don't, you know, we don't leave the telly on. I hate them watching telly; it really annoys me. Um, so we don't leave the telly on in the background. It goes on on special occasions. If, yeah, you know, somebody needs to go to the toilet or something like that. Um, but so we talk a lot at home. So I think he's he's used to the concept of people talking to one another. Yeah. Um, but he's. I, I don't want him. I'm afraid of him getting used to the concept of talking to other people via the phone. Mm-hmm. So we, I, it's in-person visits, and it's not just family; it's friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I miss my friends in Ireland and people yeah. that have kids, and I'm missing their kids growing up. And so that, that part of it, that's such an easy question to answer. We need yeah. to, 
to see the, the wider families? I think a lot of people would answer with that same answer, to be honest, especially if they're living away from family. Yeah. But the rest of it, I have no problem. You know, I, I work from home, so I, if I never left the house again, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'll go to the shops, get shopping and that, but I really I miss the ability to just to, to plan a trip to see family and friends. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't necessarily want to go out every weekend. I don't want to... Like I said, I quite like the lockdown life. I've kind of got used to the way of life now. But like I said, it's the it's like you say about authority. I might not want to go out on Friday night, but you're telling me I can't go out on Friday night. So now I want to go out on Friday night because you're not going to tell me I can't go out on Friday night. You know, that type of thing. I'm exactly the same. I'm like, I never went out that much anyway, but that's not the point. Someone's telling yeah. me I can't and that's annoying me. <laughs> you know? Don't you tell me what I can't Don't do. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know, this is the worst lesson because we're, talking about how much that we want our kids to listen to us and and you know act responsibly and behave well and do what your parents tell you because generally they're on the ball and then we're saying no i'm not doing what you tell me i'm not i'm oh, not no, I tell i'll do, do what I, I, say, I want not as i do do as i say but not as i do that's exactly what i say all the time just because mommy's doing it doesn't mean you can do it no 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 go back no no i'm no. not that nice i would just say don't don't do just do what i say do what i say <laughs> yeah, just do what I say. I'm I'm in control here. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I really chuffed. We're now bang on one hour. I'm really happy with that. I haven't done a break in the middle of it because we were just chatting so much, but I'll figure that out. Oh, thank you so much, Marty. That's great. That was brilliant. I really I enjoyed, enjoyed that. it. Yeah, yeah, I did. And well, I didn't, I, I I don't think uh I don't know whether you're do your guests ask you questions. You're my second guest, so I don't know. No, not really. I was just thinking, I didn't really ask you any questions. So now I come across oh, no. this sort of selfish narcissist that just wants to talk about himself. No, no, it's fine. It's I, true. Basically, it I've is done, true. <laughs> I've done uh, podcasts before where it was just me talking about stuff. So I've kind of done me, myself and I before the interview. And this is what I wanted to do is interview other people, other parents. So, yeah, people who've been listening know about my life. And if they don't, they can go on my Instagram. I share my whole life on there. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I really well, enjoyed that. That was great. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you. All right. All the best. You thanks, too. everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, or visit my website, www.thesuaneffectmum.com. Thank you.